0: hey everybody welcome back to investing with wesley today i want to talk to you about iras specifically what they are how they could be used for tax-free savings and what are some of the rules that apply to them let's get into it so first off guys the history of the ira begins in 1974 when the government wanted to incentivize people to start saving for their own retirements the government wanted people to stop relying off government programs as well as company pensions and instead to take the initiative in saving for their own retirement And thus, the IRA was born. One big misconception that people have on IRAs is they think an IRA is an investment. And the truth is, an IRA is not an investment so much as it is a vehicle for your investments. I want you to think of an IRA as a safe. And in that safe is where you keep your investments like gold, cash, stocks, bonds, that kind of stuff. So an IRA isn't something that you invest in. An IRA is something you invest with. One of the great things about an IRA is it can be set up pretty much anywhere. If you go to any bank, financial institution, or brokerage firm, you could set up an IRA with them. And probably the best thing with an IRA is it is not attached to your job, meaning your IRA follows you everywhere. If you leave work to go work for somebody else, you don't have to go through the lengthy process of rolling over a 401k or other kind of employer-sponsored retirement accounts. Your IRA is yours. The I in IRA stands for individual, meaning it follows you wherever you go. Because IRAs are more of a safe than an actual investment, your safe, in this case an IRA, could hold a vast array of different kinds of investments. And I mean that spectrum is huge. You could put traditional things in there like mutual funds, ETFs, stocks, and bonds, but you could even put things like land, businesses, and even animals inside of an IRA. Now even though I did just say you could store animals inside of an IRA, Typically when people have done this, it is livestock and not animals such as pets. But I suppose theoretically, if you follow the rules of an IRA, you could put whatever you want in there. But I'll go further down that rabbit hole a little later. For now, I wanna talk to you about the different kinds of IRAs and their limits. For starters, we'll start with the first IRA, the traditional IRA. And as of 2020, the annual contribution limit to a traditional IRA is $6,000. But if you're over the age of 50 and wanna participate in the catch-up program, you add an extra $1,000 onto that. So, if you're over 50, you can contribute up to $7,000 a year. If you're under 50, you're maxed out at $6,000 a year. Now, you may remember this from my previous video on the difference between traditional and Roth when it comes to your retirement accounts. But just in case you haven't seen that video or need a refresher, I'll go over them again right now. Whenever investing in a traditional retirement account, in this case, it's a traditional IRA, all your contributions that you throw in year after year are tax deductible to that current tax year what that means is you contribute your money to your IRA before Uncle Sam calculates how much taxes you owe so if you max out your traditional IRA the effective taxes you're gonna have to pay is $6,000 less than what you would pay if you didn't use the traditional IRA structure so if that means you're paying less in taxes it means you're getting more taxes back which also means you have that much more money to put inside your IRA So it is a continuous feedback loop of more deductions, saving money, using that money for more deductions. Now when it comes to withdrawing your money from your IRA and enjoying retirement, the age limit to withdraw from an IRA is age 59 and a half. Now there are some caveats to this rule. As an example, if you wanted to use that money in your IRA to buy your first home, pay some medical bills or use that money for education, you could take that money before age 59 and a half and not have to pay the penalty taxes on them. And this is a little advanced for the sake of this video, but there's also a rule that the IRS calls the rule of 55T, which basically means you could take your money at age 55. But like I said, there's some rules that go along with it, and it's a little too advanced for this video right now. And lastly, when you do retire and you start taking your income in retirement at age 59 and a half, that money is taxed as regular income so you get the tax benefits up front as far as the deductions go but you will have to pay taxes on the long end when you do start taking your money out and since history shows taxes are pretty much always going up chances are you're gonna pay a lot more in taxes when you withdraw the money but if you're currently in a giant tax bracket right now and are just trying to find tax savings this is a great option or maybe you're in a bigger tax bracket right now than you think you're gonna be in retirement so Doing it this way would make the most sense. But if neither of those make sense to you, then that leads us into the Roth IRA. Now the Roth IRA is extremely similar to the traditional IRA. It has the same limits of 6000 or 7000 if you're over the age of 50, has the same age limits of retirement which is 59 and a half, has the same rules on taking money out for education, medical expenses, or first time homebuyer programs, but the only and significant difference with a Roth IRA is that you don't get deductions year after year on your contributions, but the money you take out on the long end in retirement is completely tax free. So if you're not in a high income bracket right now and you're investing for the long term and hoping to have a big chunk of change when you retire, well this would be the perfect strategy because when you retire with a lot more income than you have at your disposal right now. All that income is completely tax-free assuming you've had the Roth IRA for five or more years and are age 59 and a half when you take your money other than that one giant tax rule traditional IRAs and Roth IRAs are pretty much the exact same thing one gives you the tax benefit up front while the other gives you the tax benefit on the end now as far as the individual part of the IRA goes it's pretty much limited to the traditional IRA and the Roth IRA But if you are a small business owner or self-employed and have an EIN number which stands for employer identification number that you can get for free by the IRS website. If you have an EIN number, you can set up what's called a simple IRA or a SEP IRA. Now the simple in simple IRA stands for Savings Incentivized Employer Match Program. This is available to all legal companies with less than 100 employees. And the great thing about a simple ira is that instead of a six thousand dollar annual limit like in a regular ira with a simple ira your annual limit goes all the way up to thirteen thousand dollars a year and usually the employer will match your contributions up to three percent meaning if you contributed ten thousand dollars into a simple ira and your employer matched to that three percent you would have basically a free $300 added to your simple IRA at the cost of your employer. Now to the self-employed people that are acting as employee and employer, this has amazing benefits to you because the 3% match that you do acting as the employer is a tax write-off to the business. And because simple IRAs can only be formed following the rules of a traditional IRA and not the Roth IRA, All your contributions as the employee are a tax-deductible write-off for you as well. So, if you're self-employed or the owner of a small business, and you participate in the Simple IRA program, you get double the tax benefits on each end. Not to mention, it is more than double the annual contributions of a traditional IRA. Now, the SEP IRA is a whole other beast with a whole other set of rules, and the SEP in SEP IRA stands for Simplified Employee Pension Program. And this is basically a retirement program that an employer sets up for either themselves or an employee of that company, and it acts as a pension. Just like the simple IRA, all of the contributions are tax deductible. But with a SEP IRA, your annual limit is $56,000 or 25% of your annual compensation, whichever is lesser. And that's the important part. If you mess up those calculations and the IRS finds out about it, you're going to have to pay some pretty hefty penalties. So, if you set up your own simplified employer pension program, just make sure all the calculations you're doing, just make sure all the calculations you're doing are up to code or make sure your fiduciary or whoever the financial professional is you hire to set this SEP IRA up, make sure you vet them and that they actually know what they're doing. Now, I mentioned earlier that the age of retirement for IRAs is age 59 and a half. And that although you can take your money early sometimes, in general, you'll have to pay a penalty. But I didn't mention what that penalty was. Well, I'll mention it right now. If you take your money before age 59 and a half, and it's not for one of the examples I listed earlier, then you'll have to pay a 10% penalty tax on any of the withdrawals you take from your IRA. So if some sort of emergency popped up that didn't qualify for the allowable withdrawals, and you had to take money from your IRA to pay for that emergency, 10% of whatever you withdraw would have to go to the IRS at the end of the year for taxes as a penalty. Now, I should note here that depending on whatever broker you use, some brokers will automatically hold the 10% and send it to the IRS right away. So you might be thinking to yourself, whatever, it's an emergency. I'll take that money in total, handle whatever I need to handle, and then for the rest of the year, make sure I save up to pay the IRS back. That could sometimes work, even though it's unfortunate you had to take your money from retirement. But, like I just mentioned, some brokers will hold on to that 10% automatically. So make sure whatever brokerage or financial institution you use to set up these IRAs, that you ask them whether they will hold the 10% penalty up front, or just give you all the money and make you pay it back during tax season. But quite frankly, I really hope no such emergency arises that you aren't prepared for with an emergency fund because anytime you remove money from a retirement account, even if it's for a qualified purchase, like a home or education, you are removing the amount of money that could potentially compound over that much longer of a period of time. So it really hurts the compounding cycle when you remove money from a long-term retirement account. So I really hope that is never the case for you. Now, another rule when it comes to the IRS and an IRA is that the contributions you put into an IRA, whether it's traditional Roth, simple, or SEP, it doesn't matter what IRA it is, the contributions to said IRA have to be earned income. And a lot of people confuse what earned income is in the eyes of the IRS. Basically, earned income is wages, salaries, tips, commissions, professional fees and pretty much any other kind of income a business will pay you, as well as non-taxable combat pay. Now, you can own multiple IRAs, but your annual limits remain the same. If you have three IRAs, you still can only contribute $6,000 a year total. So, you could contribute $0 to the first two and $6,000 for the third one, or you could contribute them equally with $2,000 each. Doesn't matter how you mix it up, but you can only contribute up to the annual limit, no matter how many IRAs you have set up. So let's say you maxed out an IRA from age 25 to 65, and you got about an 8% return consistently. When you retired at the age of 65, you would have about $1.6 million in your account. Now with a traditional, simple, or SEP IRA, you would have to pay taxes on that amount as income. Meaning if you were at a 15% federal tax bracket, you would have to pay over $214,000 in taxes in retirement because it is taxed as regular income. Now, I should also note here that you only have to pay taxes on your gains. So for an easy example, if you put a $1,000 contribution into a traditional IRA and by the time you retired it grew to $2,000, you'd only have to pay taxes on the $1,000 difference between what you put in and the total value. Now, chances are you're gonna retire with way more than $2,000 and way more in gains than in contributions. But when factoring what you owe in taxes, just remember that you take your total amount minus all the contributions you put in and whatever that value is, you have to take the percentage of tax bracket that you would fall into and that's the amount of money you would have to owe to the IRS. But just as I explained earlier, if you were investing in a Roth IRA, the entire formula would be different. You pay no taxes on gains whatsoever. So given the same example, from age 25 to 65, you maxed out your IRA, averaging an annual rate of return of 8%. You still have the $1.6 million. But because it's in a Roth IRA and no taxes are paid in a Roth setting in retirement you are left with a full 1.6 million dollars and the 214 thousand dollars you would have owed to the IRS you get to keep for yourself and I want you to chew on that idea for a moment that a Roth IRA in retirement can give you 100% tax-free gains Especially because at the start of this video I told you that an IRA could be used for more than just investments. Because although if you ask pretty much anyone what an IRA stands for, they're going to tell you it stands for an Individual Retirement Account. But the truth is, according to the IRS website, the I- that IRAs actually stand for Individual Retirement Arrangements. And that word, arrangement, is the key thing because you could arrange to have pretty much anything in retirement. And as long as it obeys the rules of IRAs, then you could have theoretically limitless tax-free retirement income. So yes, you could be very successful with your $1.6 million by investing it into the stock market and then sitting very pretty in retirement but because it's an arrangement and not necessarily an account, you can arrange to have a bunch of rental properties in your Roth IRA and every month when your rental properties are providing rent or income to your IRA, all of that money going into your IRA is going to be completely tax free. When you sell those properties later on in the years, all the capital gains you would normally pay on the sale of those properties, is completely tax-free because it's in a Roth IRA. So you see that keyword arrangement at the end of IRA, that is the key to opening up a bunch of different doors when it comes to limitless retirement income that is completely tax-free. And if I just woke your brain up to the different possibilities that you could do in your retirement with your IRA investments, then stick around because in our next episode, I'll go into detail of a bunch of different strategies on how to use the arrangement side of an IRA and not the account side. But until then, show me you learned something today or show me you got value from this video by smashing the like button and pressing the subscribe button. And make sure you stick around because I post new videos every Monday and Friday. And lastly, guys, I want to say I hope you had an amazing Thanksgiving. And if you went Black Friday shopping today, I hope you got some amazing deals. But until our next video, have a good one.